PhotoShelter is the online leader for photography websites. Archive, distribute, and display your photos in a flash-free, responsive website. Try one for free for 14 days at PhotoShelter.com. Get our latest educational guides for free. PhotoShelter.com slash resources. Happy spring, everyone. From New York City, you are listening to I Love Photography Live. This is Alan Murabayashi with my regular co-host, Sarah Jacobs. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Alan. How you doing? Still looking very blonde. I know. It's sticking around. That's, that's what it does, that hair. That's what it does, um, that bleach. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you might be watching us on youtube.com slash photoshelter, or you might have downloaded the podcast by going to uh, iTunes and searching for I Love Photography. Whatever the case is, we're happy to have you here. And all of the links you see today can be found on our blog at blog.photoshelter.com. What else? We have, well, we're on Twitter. Tweet at us at photoshelter or hashtag I Love Photo. We love hearing your comments. We know you guys are listening. You just don't want to comment. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> We got a lot to talk about uh, today, and let's start off with some nice awards uh, that we've seen here. Um, Chris Hondros, uh, if you know anything about documentary photography, you probably know the name Chris Hondros, who was killed four years ago. I can't, I can't believe it's been that long. Um, but Chris was tragically killed uh, four years ago, uh, and there have been a lot of interesting things. You know, he was a really, really cool, nice guy, young guy, and his in his mid to late thirties, if I remember correctly, they tried to get a park named after him in Brooklyn, um, which was unsuccessful. But that was that was that was crazy. Why they they wouldn't name it? They got all the signatures and whatnot, but uh, that didn't happen. But uh, there is an, a, an award made in his honor that Getty Images helped put together, uh, and they've just announced the winners. So Kevin Freyer, freelance photojournalist, um, uh, and Diana Marcosian, and Kevin won a twenty thousand dollar award to continue pursuing his projects and diana won a five thousand dollar award uh, to continue her projects and it's that's a great day it is a, a great, great day, day. We, <laughs> we know about uh diana because she won the to burns emerging photographer award last year for the same project inventing my father so i'm excited to see what she comes up with with this uh new grant yeah, Diana just is cleaning up, and 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 Freyer's work. Uh, uh, I look forward to seeing more of his work. I mean, these are obviously two very very talented photographers. Um, great stuff. Good, good stuff. Speaking of organizations that want to give you money, Sarah, over on the blog at blog.photoshelter.com, one of our perennially most popular posts mm -hmm. is sixteen organizations that want to give you money. And so we said, you know what, why don't we turn this into a guide and add a few more because photographers are always looking for ways to fund their projects. Here's a new guide. Download it. 22 organizations that want to fund your photo project at photoshelter.com slash resources. Yeah, we've got a lot. Obviously, we've got 22 in there and it's for all different types of photography. So no matter what you're trying to shoot or the story you're trying to tell, there is probably a grant that exists that could help you out. So definitely download the guide check it out and start applying. You know, in researching the the guide, I was really surprised at how big some of the awards get. I mean, that the $20,000 award is no slouch. Mm. Uh, but there's some awards that are like $50,000. That's unbelievable. That's a lot of that's a lot of camera gear. 
which takes me to a complete tangent, which is I was thinking today when I was plugging in my, my camera into the computer for the show, I haven't bought a camera in a long time. What do you own I, now? What do you shoot with now? Well, I have my, my, my Nikon D4 and my Nikon D800 and then my Sony RX1, which is kind of my go-to camera because of the, the weight. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, it's like, the cameras are so good now, you kind of don't need to upgrade on every cycle. True. In fact, it's arguable whether you even need to upgrade at all. Right? Sorry. Do you have a 5D? I do. Yeah, I have a 5D Mark II. But, I mean, I definitely consider moving up to the Mark III. Mm -hmm. But they're at Mark IV already. So it's not like you need the newest. Right. Yeah. And it, well, I mean, if Sony announces an RX2, I'll get one. But, but it'll have been three years. That will be the longest period of time in which yeah. I haven't purchased a new camera. Uh, you might know, Sarah, that, that I'm from Hawaii because I think every show I try to mention that. <laughs> you throw <laughs> it in there somehow. Yep. Somehow, some way. Uh, <laughs> you might also know that I went to Yale because I think every other show I try to mention that. Yep. I'm not trying to be a snob. I'm just saying that that I went to to Yale, and this week it's actually relevant because the Rare Book Library, the Beinecke Rare Book Library, which if you ever get a chance to go to New Haven, you just got to stop by this building. It is gorgeous. It's made out of translucent marble. So when you're inside and the sun is out, you just get this crazy beautiful light, and you see all this marble on the which is actually the facade of the building. It's, it's incredible. Anyway, they got a trove of Abe Lincoln photos, which is crazy. So like this one, uh, Alexander Gardner's 1963 portrait of Abraham Lincoln in albumen print. So we're talking old school, obviously, because the new school silver gelatin didn't quite exist at that point, as far as I know. The interesting thing about Lincoln, you know, I always think about Lincoln... Well, I think about Daniel Day-Lewis, and then I also think about, <laughs> like photos of old Abe Lincoln, like this. And then you get younger Abe Lincoln. So here's a photo now uh, that Matthew Brady took of a younger Abe Lincoln. Totally doesn't look like Lincoln to me. Oh, man. I know. No, I mean, we think about the way that, you know, presidents age during their, their terms today, but back then it was like oh. even more, yeah, even yeah, more so. They didn't have sunscreen or anything back then. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. They're out. Uh, you know, I was I was in my my Facebook feed this week, and I saw that David Burnett, world renowned photojournalist David Burnett, had taken a photo of the hat that Lincoln was wearing the night he was shot. And it was just like a big top hat that was like in some sort of safe thing. The classic Abe hat, yeah. The classic Abe hat. It was kind of it was kind of weird to think that that is still around. The hat. <laughs> So you're, you're not trying to brag about Yale or anything. They just own, now own the largest amount of pictures of Abe Lincoln. That's all. They have a huge yeah. library now of Abe Lincoln. Well, yeah, which you probably can never see. I mean, maybe they'll do an exhibit, but I'm still encouraging, to, encouraging you to go see the Beinecke Library because it's a beautiful, a beautiful library. Well, enough about that. Enough about Yale. <laughs> Instagram. You can't not talk about Instagram because that thing is everywhere. Um, uh, but the thing that you can talk about is how in the past they've deleted photos of breastfeeding and uh, female breasts and stuff like that with kind of an unclear policy. You yeah. know, you could have you could have like butts or you could have male uh, nudity to a certain extent, but women who are breastfeeding would get 
get their account shut down or get uh, photos uh, deleted. And yesterday, Instagram updated their guidelines on nudity and harassment, which I think is great. Yeah. Yeah, they, they've come up with an exact phrase, which I think should be a rule of life in general. They say yes. it's never okay to encourage violence or attack anyone based on their race, ethnicity, uh, national origin, sex, gender, gender identity, or sexual orientation, religious disabilities, or diseases. They got it all covered. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? You know, back in the old days, like a year ago, uh, it would have been gender and sexual identity, and now it's gender and gender identity. Yeah. And yeah. sexual identity. Right. Because right. there's so many variants now. I'm still trying to get up to speed on all that stuff. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think this I think this rule is good. They they have got into some hot water all, recently for um, a girl who's been doing a photo series all about her period, and she posted yes. a photo of her pants that had period blood on it, and then it just caused like a storm on Facebook. It was like on everyone's feed about how her open letter to Instagram of you know why are you deleting this and and yeah. and that that's actually not addressed in their new terms. So there it'll be is. interesting to see how they react. No specific mention of period blood on your right. pants. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I feel I feel for the organization, you know, when you think about how many photos get uploaded to that service. Yeah. And in how many different ways the service is used. You know, in, in some cases, people are are doing it to make political statements or art uh, or just being silly. And and how how can you create a set of terms for every situation? You can't. True. Uh, it's still kind of strange, you know, Chelsea Handler uh, is all big about free the nipple and Miley Cyrus and, and a lot of those people are, are getting into that stuff. And I guess it's, uh, again, their intent is not nefarious at all, but then you don't want to have pornographers on Instagram who would take that and twist it and reinterpret it and, and, and change it. So I feel for you, Instagram. I feel for you. Still love you. <laughs> still, still love you. Still on the Instagram. Something that uh, that I didn't super love, but I understand where it's coming from, is uh, the Instagram for doctors, which we found over at The Verge. And this one is called Figure One. So it's it's not meant as a social network per se in the way that we think of Instagram. It's for doctors to share images that are for some reason uh, HIPAA okay. Hmm. of like weird pathologies, which totally makes sense because you're going to come across stuff as a doctor where, where you don't know what it is and you don't want to consult the normal places, whatever Wikipedia for doctors is. Uh, sometimes it's easier just to post a photo and people can go on and be like, oh yeah, that's uh, something. That's, that's a something. Yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you, these images are not for the faint of heart. They're, they're, they're gross, but they're you know, very gross. I mean, kind of like period blood. It's like, it's coming out of your body. So <laughs> it is what it is. Here, that's uh, one way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Look at this one. This, this is a photo of a, a woman's stiletto that got, uh, shoved into someone's face. Oh my God. Barely missing something or another that could have killed them right the, the picture is an x-ray so you just see this the heel of the stiletto just jabbed into this skull and you can tell it's going right through the eye socket oh. it's, it's crazy and the doctors are sharing it because they're like this is amazing that the heel did not touch any vital part of the of the face like it didn't ruin the eye yeah etc 
and you know, just sharing it with the other doctors, like, wow, guys, would you take a look at this? It's like, it's crazy. Uh, you know, when I saw this article on The Verge, it made me think how many weird little niches of stuff exists and we don't even know about. There must be an Instagram for dentists and an Instagram for scuba divers. And uh, yeah, maybe there isn't, maybe, maybe there isn't. Maybe. If you know about them, tweet at us. Yeah, tweet at I love photo or hashtag I love photo. Or at Photo Shelter, whatever you can remember. We want to we wanna know about all these weird things. We love it. Uh, stock photography has a, not the best reputation. Because mm -mm. a lot of it's weird, weird and cheesy. Yeah. And here's the situation. You know, Rand Paul uh, declared his candidacy for President of the United States. And uh, he put out a little map graphic here, which you can see now. Uh, endorsed Rand Paul for President. And on the map, there are little uh, pins and there are little faces coming out. So uh, in this case, five faces emerging from different parts of the United States. And it turns out that whoever was running communications on this, uh, marketing communications on this piece, uh, went, not so surprisingly, to a stock site <laughs> and pulled a set of diverse faces to represent Americans from different parts of the country. But claimed that they were real people from the US where the where the they're pinpointed and credited to the quotes that were underneath the photo. Yeah, and then so the the bad part of it is it turns out they're actually stock photos uh, of German national citizens. <laughs> <laughs> so has nothing to do with anything. Now, this is this is, you know, this kind of stuff happens all the time. Um, but, you know, if you want to save yourself some embarrassment, hire a photographer to take yeah. photos for you. This is oh my not... God, yeah. What an amazing project to just be able to go around the U.S. and photograph, you know, take portraits Your constituents. of constituents. Yeah. We know a lot of photog photographers who would want to do that right away. So, Rand Paul, if you need photographers, tweet at us and we'll give you some names. <laughs> and I bet you're going to not, you're going to have great photos, not only that, great stories, and, you know, yeah, and some content marketing for your blog. Right. Well, uh, I believe the graphic has been taken down and all is, uh, is well again, but that just goes to show you, you know, sometimes you got to pay money to get your own photos. Or BuzzFeed you, will call you out. Yeah, you're going to get called out. That's embarrassing. You don't want that to happen. No. Our good friend Robert Seal has been uh, photographing athletes in the Houston area for some time. And here's a photo of NBA MVP candidate James Harden. Um, and Robert Seal has uh, taken similar photos like this before with people like Yao Ming and other people who had played on, on uh, the Houston team. And he lays out a piece of plexiglass, and then he takes the photo. And this photo, like some of the others, are, are really great. And he showed up on Gizmodo uh, with kind of behind-the-scenes photos. That's not the reason why I want to talk about it. Well, first of all, you know, I sent him a note, and I said, hey, congratulations. That's awesome. You're on Gizmodo because a lot of people read Gizmodo. Gizmodo. So... You know, a lot of people are going to see this. The funny thing to me and to him were the comments. <laughs> and of course, you know, com commenters are trolls or commenters are know-it-alls. or what, what I don't know what they are. I, I try not to comment because who cares, right? <laughs> but all these commenters are like, uh, why didn't he just Photoshop it? Like, why go to the trouble of the plexiglass? Who cares? Just Photoshop it. It's just, you know, it's like, why do anything? <laughs> Why exert effort to do anything? Why learn how to take a photo when you can just buy a stock photo? 
I'm like, eh, come on, man. Yeah. This is a guy, this is a, a very, very talented portrait photographer who came up with a really, really cool concept that he's executed multiple times. And look at the end product. It's freaking awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. It's and, the, the, and the reaction isn't, wow, wow, that's an awesome photo. It's, ooh, you should have Photoshopped it. No, not the same. Not the same, kids. Yeah, you know what? Uh, my neighbor, uh, who lives one block away from me, uh, told me a little something that I try to keep in the back of my head. And that phrase is, haters gonna hate. <laughs> Words and, of wisdom. Yeah, that's from my neighbor, T. Swift. Shout out to Taylor. What's up? I don't actually know her, but she does live a block away. It's New York. Everyone lives a block away from each other. Yeah, right. Oh, I wish she did live in your building. That would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. And then you'd come over more often. That'd be cool. <laughs> right, right. Uh, James Estrin organized a few years ago the New York Portfolio Review. The New York Portfolio Review was uh, a portfolio review of really, really top flight editors, uh, primarily from New York. Um, and it was free, but you had to apply to get in. It's been phenomenally successful. Uh, kudos to James for doing it. It doesn't cost anyone anything to, to attend. And on the Lens blog that he also created, he started kind of previewing some of the people that were going to show up. Uh, and here was a set of photography by Searing Topgyal that I really, really liked. The Exiled Children of Tibet. And I think what I really liked about the photos, other than the fact that they were just really great, was there's just something about the natural light in all these photos. Yeah, yeah, it's he's using so natural light. appealing. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. um, this photo here, we're seeing a reflection of some trees uh, in a window and a guy kind of staring out um, of this coffee shop. That's just a lovely photo. And you know, I see, sometimes you see photos and you're like, man, how come I don't have a photo like that in my portfolio <laughs> or anywhere in my archive? Like how many times have I been outside of a window but I, and yet I don't have like a really cool portrait like this. Mm -hmm. So it, it was simultaneously uh, inspiring and, and it kind of bummed me out too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that always happens with a good series to other photographers. I, th I think there's also something to be said that he's documenting these people, that, a community that he knows very well and that he's a part of. And so he understands their story in a completely unique way. And, and that really shows through the images and and through the little details that he's captured and the portraits he's been doing. Yeah, I think, you know, with any good documentary photography and portraiture, the, the comfort of the subject is always very, very apparent, mm -hmm. right? And I think because he knows this demographic of people, he's, he's able to connect with them. Mm -hmm. it's, just, it's powerful photography. Yeah, I love this one. For some reason, I'm really drawn to this, this guy here. Yeah, cool photo. Cool photo. Well, that's a, that's a photographer. No, that's not the photographer. He's going to be staring, though. Yeah, cool photo. Anyway, I hope he got great reviews, and I hope he picked up a, a few jobs uh, as a result of the portfolio review because they're very, very nice images. So congratulations. Yeah. Uh, you know, kids, man, kids. Y'all kids are crazy. <laughs> Climbing up walls and stuff. Climbing up walls. You know what I saw last week on the Internet was kids – in New York, who jump across subway platforms. No. Yeah, not, not the double wide ones. That would be impossible. Uh -huh. The single train width, they will literally, as for fun, 
they'll take a running jump and then they'll jump across the platform, which is not the smartest thing in the world. That, nope. Because if you hit the third rail, then you get electrocuted and die. And if you miss the jump, then you might break an ankle or shatter your Ugh. shin bone or something. Right. But, you know, kids being kids, they want to do these crazy things. And over in Kenya, in Nairobi, there's the High Rise Photo Club with a set of images that looks a lot like our buddy Hamza Diaz over here in New York City. Yeah. Yeah, you can definitely tell that these these kids are taking a note from him. But you know what? Good for them. Oh, totally. Totally. It's great to see, you know, Nairobi. That's that's not a a city that comes across my news feed ever, but I'm going to follow these guys and like be able to experience Nairobi in a totally different way. This is fantastic. And so for all of the uh, downside of Instagram with period blood and free the nipple, <laughs> look, kids from different continents I mean, I'm assuming they've seen Hamza's stuff because Hamza's stuff is everywhere. Yeah. I'm assuming they were influenced in some form or fashion by his work. Think about that. That would have never happened before the internet because Hamza wouldn't have been published in a book and that book wouldn't have gotten over to Kenya. Right. So, all right. Information exchange. This is how it's supposed to be done. No one's getting hurt. No one's putting anyone down. A lot of homage, a lot of great creativity. You high-rise boys, you keep doing what you're doing. Keep climbing. Keep climbing. <laughs> we love uh, animal photos. Who doesn't love an animal photo? Evil Everyone people. Evil, evil people. Yeah, evil people. Animal haters. But a lot of people are animal lovers. And here's a case where a, a, a pet shelter put dogs into a photo booth to get them adopted, which is a brilliant marketing idea, number mm -hmm, one. Mm -hmm. And then the photos are awesome. And then not only that, the way they assemble them into these little grids. Yeah, you really get to see each dog's personality. Yeah. You know, every dog has their own personality and how they're going to act. And this is like a perfect little snapshot of that. It's great. This dog is great. <laughs> you want to adopt that one? <laughs> I, you know, he's got a curious look on his face. He does. In the upper left and bottom right quadrant. And then, of course, the when they're throwing him the doggy treat here, it's a good action photo. Totally. But all these dogs, they look so sweet. Yeah. Come on, people. Adopt one. Adopt a dog. <laughs> you know, all my friends, they always want me to get a dog. Yeah. I, I, I but mean, this, no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I, if I had to get a dog, I'd get one of these, these nice buggers. I know. They're great. We always love to end on a fun note. And just when you thought there weren't enough social media apps and communities and whatnot, over on Fastco Design, there is another social media app called Kong. And Kong is a, it's a selfie social media platform. Oh my gosh. And, you know, I, I see, I, I'm always curious because I like to know what the kids are doing nowadays. And, you know, I've, I've talked about Yik Yak a lot. Yeah. Let me tell you about Yik Yak. No. So Yik, Yik, <laughs> I'll don't. tell you about Yik Yak again. Yik Yak <laughs> is a ge geographic, geographic kind of anonymous message board. So you're only seeing conversations with people who are within a mile and a half. And, of course, being, uh, and it's very popular among college students. So being in New York and being so close to a lot of colleges and high schools and whatnot, you get uh, really some crazy <laughs> conversations. And then uh, last week, I was asked to come to do an entrepreneurial talk over at Brown University. 
And curious, I pulled out my yik yak and I was like, what's up here in Providence, Rhode Island? No offense to Brown, since I'm a Yale man, but that was kind of boring. <laughs> it wasn't a whole lot. It was kind of like, ah, studying for my midterms. Anyone want to get a coffee? And you get much more <laughs> lascivious conversation in New York. But that has nothing to do with Kong. Let me tell you about Kong. So Kong, it's, it's uh, segmented into different hashtagged channels. And Kong was interesting enough that I decided to download Kong. Okay. And, and post so some I, selfies. And I put it on my phone because I wanted to see what's up. Oh no. So I'm going to hold. So the way it works. So this is, uh, I know it's not quite focused here, but this is the spin, the spin hashtag. Oh wow. So I, I got in my chair and I spun the chair around and then you can turn it into animated GIF. Oh. And you just. So now you're surrounded by other people who've taken spin selfies. Yeah. And, and you can connect with them. Is that well, the deal? I guess you can follow them like any social media and but there's like there's emoji where people try to imitate emojis and guilty pleasure where people are eating like taco bell you know you'll see different you'll see different um hashtags emerge uh, over time uh, yeah tgif like and whatnot uh it it's fun well first of all selfies you know i love selfies they're just they're, fun and yeah, yeah. they can be they, they could be narcissistic but they can also just be like look at me i'm <laughs> spinning in a chair it's exciting yeah, and these aren't these aren't like bragging selfies these are just like right. i'm eating a taco Good pleasure <laughs> so i don't know that this is actually going to become anything but for this week uh i'm enjoying it and i hope to post a few more Images on Kong. So if you get on Kong, man, I'm Alan3 on Kong. What's oh, up? Hilarious. I'll have to download it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Tomorrow in New York City, it's going to be 77 degrees and sunny, which is basically summertime. Thank God. It's summertime, baby. Get some Kong and selfie all around the city. That's what I'm saying. Get some iced coffee. Get some ice cream. Go eat a popsicle and then put it all on Kong. Hashtag every single one of those. See what's <laughs> up. See what's trending. It's all good. Yeah. So that app is called Kong. Everything we talked about today, you can find on the blog with all the links. Blog.photoshelter.com. Another show, Show 52. Uh Hopefully, Yale will acquire more photos. Uh, a great Hawaiian photographer will shoot something, and another great selfie social network will emerge before the next show. What do you think about that, Sarah? I hope so, too. I can only hope. <laughs> <laughs> so for Sarah Jacobs, this is Alan Murabayashi signing off. Thanks for joining us for another episode of I Love Photography. Bye-bye.